to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 290, The Invisible Enemy. My name is John, and joining me every time the connection has been made is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. I I, I just had lightning bolts shoot into my eyes. It was the <laughs> weirdest thing, but now you're going to turn into an owl. Made. Yes, with yeah, man, that's I am so glad that we as humanity have not encountered a virus that does that to us. Turns us into owls, yeah. That that that's that was yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. How are you, John? <laughs> I am doing well. We had a bit of um technical difficulties before we started uh recording, but um we figured Yeah, it John out. was about to play the voice of the computer. <laughs> yes, basically. It was uh it was a, a very like is it you or is it me thing? Let me record yeah. my voice and see. Oh, no, it is definitely me. But <laughs> we forgot to turn one thing on and off again, and that was the key. The IT crowd would be disappointed in us. Yes, they would. But we figured it out. So yep, it's all good. Um, how are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, a little sore, spent a good chunk of the weekend kind of working on cars and not just the bus um so i'm i have some joints that are reminding me that hey dude you're 47 you can't just <laughs> yep. crane yourself into the most awkward positions to try and you know repair the the window mechanism on a on a honda van yep oh boy yeah, but man. yeah doing all right work uh work decided to surprise me today with um just a lot to do. Oh boy! So I'm glad I got this episode watched or this uh, story watched over the weekend. Yes, yes, indeed. I um I split it into two, and uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of glad I did. But we'll, I mean, we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. Just because it's literally like a tale of two stories, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, before we get into sh uh, show notes, and we have um some pretty major show notes to go over we do um we're gonna talk about what's making us happy this fortnight um I, i'll go first just because i'm here okay. i'm talking and i'm saying things uh obviously uh, our first show note is making me very happy yes um, and we will get to that we will get to that um i believe when did we last record it wasn't last the week 11th. Was the week. the 11th so last weekend funny enough um I went to go see Peter Pan Goes Wrong. Okay. Um, which I'm not sure if you are, have heard of. I know I have not. So it is basically a, um, it's a story and a story and a story. As they often are. Yes. And it's a production of the original Peter Pan done by okay. a, um, a, lo a local uh, troupe, if you will. I'm trying to think mm -hmm. of the actual correct words for it. And they, they have very poor funding, and the little funding they have was um, presented to them by one of the actor's parents, who are rich. Oh, boy. Uh, and it's called Peter Pan Goes Wrong. It is, it is a beat-for-beat beat play of the original Peter Pan, but many things, as the title says, goes wrong. <laughs> uh, so what you're saying is they have a very wobbly time rotor. Uh, yes, they actually do also have a rotating <laughs> stage, which is wild. Um, <laughs> it was very, very fun, and I only mentioned... Well, I mentioned this because it was great, but I also mention it uh, because the there was one... Um, they have a, a narrator, mm -hmm. um, and every time it's somebody different, and this time, for the, for the week that it was, that it was happening... Um, our, our, oh my goodness, our, I'm trying to think of the words, our, uh, our narrator was, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, what? Yes. So it was very, very That's cool to see him. Awesome. Um, there, did, there, what? At any point did he go worldwide's premiere? No, but there was. Dang. So, uh, Lauren's sister. So my future, uh, sister-in-law. Yes. Uh, 
was it's she was not the prop master for this show because there was no prop master, but she was the highest ranking prop person on the okay. show. So there, so she was she was what best prop is that what they call it? I'm not sure what the title was, but uh, <laughs> they flew her in and put her up from New York. Wow, to do this production, and wow. um, we got to go on stage after. Oh, neat! And we got to check out the rotating stage. So there was, and I told Lauren this: if there is some way, shape, or form that we randomly run into Neil Patrick Harris, do you? Th- and I said to her, "Do you think I would have uh, the fortitude to call him the toy maker and see what he says?" <laughs> that didn't was happen, this, obviously. This, oh yeah, because this was before the trailer. Huh? Yes, it was. It was oh, a week before. Uh, we didn't run into him. We ran into some of the actors, and they're all very nice. And it was a great, it was a great time. And I recommend. There's actually a um, BBC special version of it up on YouTube. It's free with ads. You can watch it. Okay. If you want to, okay. if you want to check it out, it's very, very funny. And I think that one on YouTube has most of the original cast, if not all of them, in it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And that's who was uh, in LA. It was great. Mm, fun yeah so that was a lot of fun i'm also thoroughly enjoying two video games right now yeah what you playing i'm playing wrestle quest which is a wrestling themed rpg it is i love the concept dude it is amazing it's so fun and i'm having a really good time with it and another game um is called party animals okay and you you play, um, it's a multiplayer game. It's kind of like a battle royale, last person standing. But you right. play as these fuzzy little animals, cute animals, that um, you can run, you can do drop kicks, you can punch and headbutt and pick things up. Wow. Um, and it is stupid fun, is what <laughs> I will call it. It's a lot of fun. Nice. So those are two other things I'm enjoying. I'm trying to think of what else I'm enjoying. Oh, uh, the WGA uh, has a, a tentative agreement in place, so that's yes. great. Yes. We are excited about that. Because now ho- to everyone else. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> hopefully um, SAG will not be too far behind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we can all uh, get... Uh, we. I, when I say we, I mean the people involved in, in those... Um, <clears throat> industries yes in those in well yeah. yes in those industries can be uh fairly paid for their work and we can all enjoy their work uh in the future absolutely so i'm pretty uh pretty pretty happy about all of those things Taylor? excellent yes, yes oh yes, well yes. let's see excellent. <laughs> more power um let's see since we recorded last i had a birthday yeah oh my goodness that's right uh happy that's what i oh man i did it last year that's all right and i didn't do it this year that's all right all right let's talk about it it's it's uh well uh it was it was a good time uh had had the family over um hung out had some pizza had some nothing bun cake ah nothing bun cake yes 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 uh what got um Got basically a, uh, a tiki horn button and a tiki shift knob for the bus. Yes, I saw those. Very cool. Um, especially because I didn't think you could get them anymore. And then it turns out that somebody had bought up this guy's old stock of it and was, you know, selling off the last of it. And I was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to. Yes, these please. Um, got some um, some exercise equipment. I'm still stretching, still exercising, still getting nice. to the point to go out and surf. Um, and um, got a neat, I mean, I, I think I've shared pictures before. I've got this little like LED neon alien head <laughs> by my in an on-air sign that I'll flip on when I'm, you know, I'm recording. <laughs> cool. Uh, so now have a big and honestly really, really bright like LED neon shaka. That's awesome. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I will kind of want to get like a sign for uh, <clears throat> maybe behind me. That's like one of those uh, those neon signs. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. They're cool. 
I, I I love them. I don't know that I'd have room for another one. I actually had to move my galley carpet square to put the oh no, up. but no, it's okay. It's still it's still in the area. It's still in in my little <laughs> corner here. Um, but it just it made sense because it's usually so dark right at my uh, my personal laptop that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use the shock as a light. Yeah, <clears throat> so it works out. Um, and obviously, last time we recorded. I had just come off a very kind of like unexpected weekend where uh, one of the brakes on the bus decided to yes. lock up um, and get really smoky and icky. Um, so long story short, <clears throat> what I thought was the problem turned out to be the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the flexible brake hose had basically worn out. It was letting fluid to the brakes and it was not letting fluid back, which means that every time I pushed the brakes, it just pushed more fluid to the brakes. Um, yeah. Um, I've had it happen before. I, you know, I, I should have, it's something I should have checked, you know, sooner. And I didn't cause I could feel things dragging a little bit and it just was me pushing stuff off. And now it was the bus being like, Nope, we need to address this now. Right. Um, but the good thing is I fixed it. Um, I actually got brand new brake shoes on that side too. Um, got everything put back together on, uh, what on Saturday took it for a quick test spin around the neighborhood. Uh, got back, had just a little bit of smoke, but I think that was just the different surfaces kind of saying hello and refamiliarizing right. themselves with each other. Took it for another test drive on Sunday. Um, again, around the neighborhood in case something happens and there was no smoke, no abnormal temperatures. You know, I got back from the drive. I could put my hand on the rim and everything and it's not burning hot or anything. So I'm like, okay, I think we're good. There we so go. I'm going to do a few more drives because in like uh, less than two weeks, there is a show at the Santa Cruz wharf mm. and it's an all VW show. You going? And I haven't made I, That's the plan. One, I have not made it to a single VW show all year, and I really, really want to make it to this one. And two, I have never driven the bus this far since buying it, and I'm really kind of stressed out. Well, I mean, hopefully it's a smooth trip. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, You know, it'll it'll be what it will be, because I have AAA+. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about it constantly. I'm super excited for it. I think it's such a cool concept to basically have a VW version of Woody's on the Wharf, um, and to just just take over the you know all 200 and something parking spots. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'm really 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 hoping that it's just a blast and a great time. So I'm very excited about that. You know what else I'm excited about? Mm. The very first thing in our Who News. Yes, guys, so so excited. Let's get yeah. to the show notes here. We do. We have finally gotten a proper two and a half minute long uh, 60th anniversary specials trailer. And of course, I knew it was dropping on Saturday. And it's like 10 something over here. <laughs> I had. No, I, did you know? I didn't know. I did. I, I did. was. I clutched my pearls yeah. and went, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. No, because they, they had another one of those, you know, glitch trailers. Yes. And the binary work literally said, you know, September 23rd, like 613 or 610 or whatever it was, whatever the time was. Right. Which made it 10 in the morning over here. And I'm in the middle of working on the bus and you go trailer. And I was like, Oh God damn it. That's right. I forgot. And I've got like gloves on in Greece and I'm like, I'm gonna have to look at it later. <laughs> and I had to look at it later and I really wanted to watch it. Uh, but yeah, Oh, this is, this is going to be fun. And it is officially revealed that yes, Neil Patrick Harris is as we suspected, maybe even hoped is playing the celestial toy maker. Yeah. Who after what? 57 years. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> First time, long time. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, not to mention the fact that uh, what uh, Beep the Meep was originally from a 1980 comic strip. Yeah. So we're uh, uh, so the whole Star Beast thing kind of comes from that. Yeah. So we're getting cool. uh, we're turning back the clock here. Yeah, we are, which is, um, is fantastic. That uh, that that trailer was uh, absolutely amazing. Mm hmm. Um, it's probably, 
I th- I think just sitting and watching it, it felt like, and it looks beautiful. So I'm very excited for the the future of. I mean, I feel like um, Jody's seasons looked very. They were visually uh, appealing as well. Very cinematic. Yeah. So um, I'm glad we're still in that. These just look so great. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I'm very 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 excited to see this story unravel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, oh, it just looks looks great. Very excited, but still no date. No, but still no date. Exactly. Which I is know. frustrating, but. I feel like it's they got to tell us soon. Oh yeah, I figure we're close enough they they could tell us now and you know we would kind of appreciate that. I and the other thing I think I would appreciate with the release date and I know we sp- we spoke about this is how are they dealing with it being released on Disney Plus here? Yes. That's I, something um, I need to know. Is that is it yeah. going to be like a 9 p.m. Release or is it going to coincide with um, when it airs? When it airs, yeah, I'll I'll be very curious to find out. I I can't imagine that we would you know technically like get it the night before, right? Almost, right, right. You know, um, yeah. so I I imagine because you know all the way throughout they're like you know hey no no this is this is a British institution this is the BBC's baby I can't imagine that they would be like okay here it is it's midnight on the east coast you all get it and yeah. it doesn't air in the UK for another you know 8 hours yeah. or 12 hours or whatever you know yeah um so yeah we'll see we, we will see. see i was very entertained because i was here putting finishing touches on uh our show notes and stuff uh this afternoon and my kiddo comes over after finishing a run on the treadmill and he's like dad can i see the doctor who trailer i was like heck yeah dude yeah let's bring it up it's it's so good yeah i'm so excited i realize i realize it has been what feels like ages since we've talked about any big finish releases yeah um i i don't know what to tell you one there's so many and two i'm just so damn busy um i have not listened to any big finish in forever but if you are listening to this the day our episode drops or if you can magically hear me uh uh in your head right now uh and it's still monday night um big finish is having a flash sale only through the 27th of september on two of their titles uh with the celestial toy maker in them yes uh, those being, I think it is the Nightmare Fair and Solitaire. Yes, the Nightmare Fair, which has got the uh, Sixth Doctor and uh, Perry, and then yes, uh, Solitaire, which is Eighth Doctor and um, oh my God, Charlotte Pollard, I think India Fisher's character. Yes, uh, if I remember correctly, pulling that <laughs> out of my head in the moment so yes uh if you need a little bit more toy maker in your life go and grab those there you go it looks like they're like five dollars each that's not bad actually i'm sorry one is five dollars and the other one is two dollars oh my heavens so uh so basically for for the price of you know a starbucks drink yes or what feels like a gallon of gas these days um yeah seriously yeah that's and this is just not so. That's that's just on those two. I've logged onto the BBC site. There is fifty mm. percent um, off. It's a Doctor Who flash sale in general. Oh, oh! It's not just those. Two no. Oh. So there is. Um, it sa- it says well. Okay, so though those you said are on sale until the twenty seventh. Correct. Th- these offers expire. I think they might have already expired. Oh dear, that's not helpful. No, it's not. Let me see. Let me just click and see. Uh, nope, it doesn't look like they are. Well, well. Oh, oh well. It's fine. We yeah. tried. You, you know what else is fine? Mm. They have done some more filming recently, and it people believe it is some pickups for the uh, Christmas special. Ah, the old pickups. This year. The old. The old pickups. pickups. Now, the thing is, is within the next couple of months, season 15 mm-hmm. is going to start filming. So there was some confusion at first. So maybe this is. Oh, it's new? A little bit. Yeah. 
Um, but as best as anyone can tell, it is for the 2023 Doctor Who Christmas special. Um, so it kind of it'd be interesting to see how well all this edits in because uh, principal photography for the 2023 special was shot back in February. Yeah. Um, but if you, well, I would say go to the link in the show notes, but I don't know if we have show notes back yet. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. So if you go to cult box there you go. and look for it, um, there's a ton of pictures and video that people have posted from on Twitter of everything getting all decked out and dolled up and looked like London. Meanwhile, they're in Cardiff, like even bringing in a London cab yeah. uh, and Christmassy. Um, but one of the more, I don't know, poured over um, uh, pictures and video was a stand-in uh, for Shudigawa. Uh, yes, who at I've least seen that one. To my old man eyes, really looks like him. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen that one. Um, and he's, he appears to be, uh, uh, like, you know, ducking, uh, from something, you know, either flying overhead or flying toward him, but he is basically in, um, brown boots, what appear to be black leggings, a plaid kilt or utila kilt. I yes. can't tell how many pockets it may have on it. Um, and a black motor- motorcycle jacket. Yes. Um, which is quite the outfit. Yeah. Whether that is just what this guy decided to wear that day or whether that is actually something that we're going to see the doctor wearing. Um, it, this could be some really exciting cosplay at the next galley. Yeah. Very. Like, I think it's super cool. Yeah. Very uh, excited. Yeah. With every set photo I see. Ugh. Bring it. Yes. Bring it. Um, and lastly, via the Radio Times, uh, you know, as we get closer and closer to the 60th anniversary, which um, quite honestly, we are just a hair's breadth. Yeah, we're like right there away from. I know um, they talked to Carol Ann Ford uh, looking back as her time as Susan. Um, and there's, you know, there's a bit in there. Uh, she says that uh, William Hartnell felt that Doctor Who could go on forever because there's no reason for it not to. The doctors can regenerate. Now, I, that had to have been something said much toward the end of things because I don't think the idea of regeneration came along until, right. you know, Hartnell's health was starting to uh, suffer a little bit. Yeah. Um, but um, she really feels that, you know, he would have absolutely loved the the success of the show and to see how how much people love it. <clears throat> and she, I need to get back down to it. I was reading this earlier this morning and there's like these big chunks where it's like, Oh, here's some text. Oh, here's a bunch of ads. Oh, here's some text. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, 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 Ford has been open in the past, but how she wishes she had more to do with Susan previously telling the radio times that she believes some of the more modern companions, such as uh, Billy Piper's Rose Tyler to be more interesting. Uh, and she says, the initial conversation I had with Verity Lambert, uh, they asked me what my skills were at the time. And I was a trained dancer, acrobat, swimmer, horse rider. So just think of what they could have flung at me, which they didn't. Oh. Uh, yeah, as it happens, what Susan did was, well, I wouldn't say boring because it was an interesting thing to do. And it was great to be in something with such marvelous people. But if only they had allowed me to do some more courageous things or more interesting and exciting things. Um so I, I get it. You know, the show is kind of finding its way and uh, feeling things out. Um, and I mean, I know we always talk about like, oh, maybe it's Susan coming back. Maybe yeah. it's Susan coming back. Maybe <laughs> it's Susan coming back. Who knows? With RTD back at the helm, maybe we will just get Susan back and maybe she will do some wild and crazy things. Who Who knows? Who knows? Who Knows indeed. All right. Well, it's time for the invisible enemy. Where is he? I can't see him. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I got it straight up. Nice. Didn't I? Didn't even mean to do that, but I did. Uh, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Louise Jameson as Leela, uh, Frederick Yeager as Professor Morris, uh, Marius. There you go. Like Darius. Mar- yes, Doctor like Darius. Something. <laughs> uh, and introducing John Leeson. As the voice of K9, 
Uh, it was written by yes. Bob Baker and Dave Martin and directed by Derek Goodwin. It first aired October 1st through the 22nd, 1977, and it is the second story of season 15. And we have we have a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at the TARDIS Data Corps. Yeah, I was impressed by how many story notes uh, this story had, and I was like, I'm going to need to pare this down a little bit, otherwise we will be here all night. Yeah, But we do love a working title on this show, and the working titles for this story, you can kind of see a, a thread as they go from one title to the next. The Invisible Invader. Okay. Okay. No, the Invader Within. Okay, kind of, yeah. Uh, 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 the Enemy Within. I think The Enemy Within is the strongest one. Of the three, I would say. Yeah, I, I also then, feel like that might be a uh, that might be that has to be the title of something. It sounds. Oh, really it's familiar. a television show. That's why. Okay. Or go. I'm sorry, it was, and like all new television shows, it was canceled after a season or two. Anyway, of course, of course, and then they settled on the Invisible Enemy. So literally, just playing. Let's move the words around. Yes. Um, so this story featured more extensive model work than any previous Doctor Who story, and we will talk about Oh, that. don't, yeah. Don't you worry, folks. Yeah. Yeah. According to Matt Irvine, the model used for the cratered surface of Titan was a reuse of the model used for the surface of the moon. I honestly thought I recognized it in Space 1999. Huh. Uh, several pieces of furniture on Titan base are reused from that show as well. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, this story reintroduced the primary TARDIS console room, now slightly redesigned by Barry Newberry. Uh, it had been abandoned for the wooden secondary control room in the previous year's season opener. Uh, the new one would, would remain in use with some modifications until season 25. R.I.P. wooden TARDIS console room. I know, I know. It's Literally such a the, the best thing yeah ever <laughs> yeah uh leela is left-handed or at least writes with her left hand louise jameson is right-handed but chose to make leela a left-handed writer in order to increase her awkwardness at this task love it yep i think that i think that's a genius move i yeah. loved it because it really sold that albeit short scene <clears throat> In the in the Titan base and the Bial Foundation sets, all signage is written phonetically in what the script calls Finglish. Okay. Okay. Thus, for example, signs read emergency, I-M-U-R-J-I-N-S-E-E, exit, E-G-S-I-T, right? And isolation ward instead of emergency exit and isolation ward. Amazing. And you know what? I did notice that I think at one point, there was something written on the door, but I didn't catch it. And I was like, wow, that's really detailed. Yeah. Yeah. And can I, um, I'm just going to say it now. I absolutely adore the font that they used. Oh yeah. Absolutely. In this story. But again, we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah. Um, Bob Baker and Dave Martin got the idea for a sentient virus as the antagonist from a newspaper article on virus mutations. Uh, the idea of diseases impacting the mind and imagination came from an article in Scientific American. Oh. Yeah. You know, don't don't think that inspiration doesn't come from all over the place. Yeah. Uh, originally, the nucleus's emergence into the macroscopic world was to trigger the transformation of its infected victims into similar creatures. Oh, wow. That would have been somehow more awesome than this already was. <laughs> Bunch yep. of prawns running around. Holy moly. Yeah. Ready for a seafood boil. Um, uh -huh. the, this is the only story in which the monitor on canine's left side actually displays anything. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. I feel terrible. I didn't either. <laughs> wow. Oh, but because of the money spent on canine and the model sequences, little was left over to construct the nucleus costume. Could you tell? <laughs> The result, inspired by scripted references to its prawn-like appearance, was not popular with the cast and crew, you don't say, and was very uncomfortable for John Scott Martin to wear. To make matters worse, bits of fiberglass tended to flake off, sticking to the camera lenses and becoming a breathing Oh, answer. boy. I, I will say I didn't... Well, actually, we'll get to, we'll get to that later, but oh, boy, that's, that makes me uh, less inclined to 
just say it didn't look that bad in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Tom Baker had a terrible, sorry, let me start that over. Tom Baker had terrible trouble alliteration acting opposite the nucleus because he couldn't take it seriously. Tom, you're on Dr. Who. <laughs> At one point he started singing prawn free. Oh my God. Finally, he blurted out, how am I supposed to act to a bleeping prawn? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, before we get into it more thoroughly, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Indeed I do. It's an attack on Titan. No, 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 not oh. the anime. But the Doctor and Leela arrive on Titan just in time for a crazy space virus to make a desperate attempt to propagate not just to a new host, but across time. Ooh. Yep, masking isn't going to help you here because it apparently spreads by going all Emperor Palpatine on you. The nucleus is in the doctor, but many clones go gallivanting through his brain to try and save the day. Oh, and we also get to meet a very nice dog. Apparently, Leela has always wanted a puppy, and she gets one at the end of The Invisible Enemy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Taylor, overall feelings <laughs> on this one? Because I've got a bunch. This this, this, oh, this was a fun one. Yeah. This really was a fun one. Goofy in some ways, cute in others, curious in others still. Um, I, I feel like there was visually always something like fun to look at, uh, whether it was the, the ship that we're introduced to right at the beginning that actually kind of looks a little dog shaped. Yes. Is it just me? Okay. It's not just me. No. Good. Um, the uh, like the visual effects crews like i give them major props like the the sets where they're you know running across or appearing to run across like synapses in the brain and pathways and stuff like all that was done just so well um the space station or not space station like the you know the, the titan base sets um were just really cool the spacesuits were cool uh yeah so i think yeah, you guys can't see our our podcast notes. We have a joint document where we keep all of our notes. This might be the most pictures I've uh, put into yes. a document in um, probably ever. ever. I would say ever. I You've got a lot. I actually the the opening scene. I I paused to see if they had if they had maybe put out a Blu-ray with updated graphics. That's how good. <laughs> these look yeah. um for for you know 1970s 70s. doctor who bbc yeah everyone involved with the visual effects the set design uh the costuming they all deserve the highest praise because i and while i you know i liked the story i thought it was a good simple story um, that had a nice little twist in the middle where it becomes honey. I shrunk the doctor. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, there was always something cool to look at. There was always stuff that I rewound and watched again, just because of it's like, how did they do that? How did they make this look so good? Um, yeah. everything you're right. The surface of the planet, um, the, the spaceship, um, the the planet itself, like from a far out view, I think that actually mm -hmm. might have been a different place. There's the one that was I can't believe it. there's one thing I didn't take a picture of, and I can't remember if it was um, they land. I think it's the it might be a space station, but it looks like a planet. Oh yes, 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 yes. Where it looks like it's it's been hollowed out. Yes, <clears throat> that's that's the Bial Foundation. Thank you. That also looked yeah. amazing. That was um, really neat. It was like I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it because I was like, man, th this this spaceship going through space looks awesome. The explosion when um, the swarm actually invades the spaceship mm -hmm. looks awesome. And then it, you know we're in the spaceship. I'm like, these spacesuits look amazing. The set yeah. in the space uh, ship look fantastic. Every corridor looked cool. And then we get shrunken down. And we go into <laughs> the doctor's body, and every other set piece that they have in that looks awesome. I loved this yeah. through and through. Um, I, 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 I will say the uh, the end of episode two, where the doctor and Leela 
their clones get injected uh, into the doctor and we get this, like they're getting flushed down the drain. Yes. That was, I think that's the only one where I went, okay, this is, this is a little silly. Oh yeah. No, no, no. But it, it looks it, silly, it, but it's different. things. Yeah. It looked it's different like, and it was like, like, oh, I guess that was, that would be what someone would look like if they were injected with liquid into someone's body. Yeah, I we're guess. not going to ask how they're breathing or no. anything. You know, we just won't worry about that. No, it's fine. Repeat yourself. It's just a show. Yeah. But, man, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed everything that was happening um, throughout this. I mean, it's kind of sort of a zombie story a little bit. Uh, sort of yeah i mean it's it's definitely it definitely takes the concept of you know a, a virus wants to propagate it wants yes. to uh, uh replicate itself it wants to keep going as far as possible what would that look like on a macro scale and like how how would they communicate what would they sound like um so yeah going Going visual effects, visual effects, visual effects. We now have um, transmission via like Palpatine blasts from the eyes. Yes, um, only to give you what looks like a kind of sort of iridescent attempt at an owl mask. Yeah, it's very strange. To show that you're infected. Yes, I think that's like the the one thing that I'm like. I mean, listen, I need to know how these, you know, who and what and is infected. But, like, it was so, like, uh, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I was fine with it. I thought it looked cool. Um, but mm-hmm. it didn't, like, connect with me with the prawn that we saw at the end, you know? I feel like right. that was the only, like, disconnect I was having. <clears throat> was, like, so are they, are they going to turn into prawns or not? Like, I, I'm confused. Yeah. But other than that. Oh, that was great. I'll absolutely agree with that because if there if there had been something on our prawn that that looked like that, I would have been like, okay, sure, yeah, that I'll I'll, I'll run with that. I mean, um, I think if I'm bringing up a photo, I mean, I guess I can kind of see, but I feel like it didn't really get past a certain point, you know, mm-hmm. to where it was like what like if you look at a still of the prawn with our other in infected people. It's like, okay, I can kind of see where they're going, but not really, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 <clears throat> it's there kind of, but, um, I'm not mad at it. No, 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 no. It's look, it's just on, on, on the, on the spectrum of visual effects things, you know, there's stuff that was amazing. And then there's stuff that was like, this was still done really well, but it's kind of like, hmm, where did these design choices come from? You yes. Know? So, I mean, I guess in that aspect, we, we'll let's talk about our our prawn here. Okay. Because I didn't like I it you know it came out of you know it it was uh, growing into full size prawn, and I was like, this thing looks gross, which I think is uh, one f- like good. Uh, part of this is that it looked gross it looked mm-hmm. gross enough That's to be right. like i don't want to i don't want to look at this anymore because right. which i think is the point but now that i'm hearing that they like <laughs> they were like well we built this robot dog sorry enemy of the week um it does it doesn't look like i honestly i think it looked better it when it was growing to full size than it did in any other uh shot that we saw yeah yeah i mean it, it and then you you know it has four arms and they're clearly doing like the tie the arms oh yeah below her arms to the the, the top arms yeah yep. um yep. and i guess i can kind of see uh, it has like kind of has like mossy hair stuff which i guess is what we could le- be led to believe is what the our crazy eyebrows of our infected people are supposed to turn into <laughs> But, like, I don't know. I go back to them, and I'm like, they, couldn't they have grown a, antennas or something? Right. Or, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else prawn-like, but, you know, a wispy mustache. 
There you go. A wispy mustache. They could have all had. Uh, they could have all had Raleigh fingers mustaches. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Um, there you go. But no, I mean, uh, I think if we're if we're looking at one thing that it's like, oh boy. I mean, clearly they stated that that was not how they wanted it to go. Um, yeah. I mean, that would be the one thing where I'm like, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't look great. Yeah, but in in the course of the whole episode, it. You just at that point, you just kind of roll with it. They've just spent like an episode and a half running around the doctor's brain. Yes, which is, I mean, this is just so bonkers. It is. It is <laughs> it's like fully bonkers. Yeah, it's like you get the first part of the story, which is okay. Um, this, um, what is what does he call them? It's not the spawn. What am I? The the. What, look, they don't have a race name, do they? The uh, no, I don't. The think swarm. So. The swarm. So we yes. have the nu- nucleus and the swarm, um, mm-hmm. and you know that's the main. That's what you think is the main thing, and then naturally the doctor gets infected, um, and he finds a professor who then, I he's like, oh, you can make clones of us, right? Make clones of us, shrink us down with this shrinky downy machine you have. <laughs> and then put us into my body and we'll figure it out. And it's just like, wait, what? We're doing what now? And then it's like, we're shrunk down and now we're inside the doctor's body trying to figure out. I will say the other thing that I was kind of like, this is very funny to me, is the doctor's uh, antibodies. Yes. Which were oh just like giant mothballs. Yes. Those were hilarious. <laughs> I thought those were very funny and Unfortunately, one of our infected people was murdered by them. Uh, yeah, so so the doctor's got a dead guy in his brain. Well, oh yeah, that's true. I mean, you'd, you'd like to think that that kind of stuff gets broken down and absorbed into the system or whatever, but yeah, He's that's just there. weird. He's just there. He's just there. <clears throat> um, um, I also enjoyed, um, especially with that, um, how they would... You know, they they would tug on a part of the set or or punch something on the set, and then they'd cut back to uh, like the exam table and the doctors flailing about. Oh, that's a great. That was a great <clears throat> bit. Was when they yeah. they uh, first get into the doctor's body and like a little like electroid passes them. Yes, and she's like, "What was that?" And he goes, "Oh, it was just a thought," which is very funny it's, on its own. I think, I think I think he said it's just a passing thought, just a passing thought. Yes, yes. And then he goes on to mention it's probably gonna, uh, it's going to like move the leg or something. And then we cut straight to the leg just flailing out of. Yes, it's very funny. Yes, um, that was a great, great bit. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so I think. Let's talk about, uh, so we mentioned the doctor and, and Leela get shrunken down into, mm-hmm. and they go into the doctor, but I think something that's very interesting, besides besides Leela knowing that something's wrong in the beginning. Yeah, she's definitely has this kind of like spidey sense. Yes. She's like, something is, is very wrong here. Um, and then besides her just being Leela, who is always just down to protect the doctor and herself and and a robot dog she meets yes uh, and is just and technically gives the doctor the idea uh that he ultimately goes with and takes credit for um, yes. she is immune to our prawny uh our prawny ways here our prawny ways yes. i love it yes <clears throat> yeah she is um and it is because she uh, relies so much on instinct and intuition rather than like what, like logic and reason. I think yes, that the virus can't take hold in a brain that thinks that way. Which I mean, I feel like if you were to try to apply some real science to that, that would kind of fall apart. But hey, it's Doctor Who. Yeah, and I guess that would also fall apart. That sh- her blood is somehow would be fine to make like uh, a cure. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, the pseudoscience behind that, I think, is even a little weaker. Yeah. Listen, I loved this, and I. It's fine if it's like there's some stuff that didn't didn't go because there's exactly so much stuff that was great. Like I can just 
hand wavy cure stuff, that's fine. I don't care. Look, I mean, Doctor Who has hand wavy cured stuff even more loosely than this before. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. You know, I'm like, there have been times where it's like, oh, well, we're just at the end. Here's this magic potion you drink. Off you go. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, you're fine. You're cured. Goodbye. This, this this at least pretends to have some science. Yes, just a little, just a little bit of science. And I mean, that science is is in a way uh, gives a professor who is from Earth a companion mm-hmm. uh, that I had. Apparently, I thought the doctor made canine, and I was extremely wrong. That's right. I had no idea. So when. I'm like, K9 supposed to be in the story. Where is K9? And then K9 is with some other dude? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. I mean, this is, I guess, Mach 1 of K9. Yeah, this is. This is K9 Mark 1. Um, and, you know, it, I think this is a great introduction to K9. Mm-hmm. It shows how useful he is uh, throughout all parts in the story. I will say the one thing that I thought was extremely hilarious that I don't know if they do this in any other episode. K hmm. nine. Um, let me find my note. He has a he has a whispering voice. <laughs> Did you notice that? I mean, the doctor goes K nine, <laughs> and K nine goes yes, doctor. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. That he has like a little whispering voice. This yeah. robot could try to, to do a whisper. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, love canine throughout this. Um, I did love that the professor's like, "Well, yeah, I gotta go." And uh, do you want canine? And he's like, "Oh," and canine's already in the TARDIS. It's <laughs> like zooms in. There. Well, not not only that, but you know, Leela is you know very excited like you know dad can we have a puppy yeah basically can't say no puppies right there it's been very useful to you and will continue to be useful to you throughout your adventures yeah pretty much um i was Uh, i was very happy that was the other thing actually um canine briefly gets overtaken by the virus seems to at the very least yeah because he Uh, at least says that he um Oh no, he says that he does. Yeah. But then he shuts like he shuts down and, and reboots his soundboard or something and Yes. And then he's fine. And then and, he's fine. Yeah, and that's how he stops uh how he doesn't murder Leela. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which we are all very thankful for. Yeah. Um I just can't believe K9 wasn't made by the doctor. I was under that impression. You, you just you've had your your whole paradigm shifted yeah kind of i had no idea yeah no i get it but this is this is great because canine i think is one of the most endearing and recognizable and maybe even beloved parts of the fourth doctor's era oh yeah you know and and it starts here you know this is his introduction and he's so useful and smart um and yeah i just i I love canine love canine right from the get-go yeah absolutely Um, but it is also the story that gives us one of the goofiest last lines of i hope he's tardis trained uh i couldn't as soon as he said that obviously i went oh brother and then it ended and i went oh of course (laughs) i hope he's tardis trained how wouldn't you know you built him I, I would and like also, to, it's a robot. Yes, thank you. I would like to think that Doctor Marius knows if K nine can even boop. So, also, is this the first time I'm noticing K nine has a tongue? Uh oh, the little thing that looks like a bit of like ticker tape. Yes, sticking out. I feel like this is the only time we see this. At least hanging out. Like yeah, that. you know what? Like I'm looking at times where he like gives like a printout basically and it comes there yeah i do remember the printouts yeah i feel like this is the only time we get it where it's kind of just like there and nobody's i don't know tore it off yet. like it is prominent in this like (laughs) it's very much so i'm looking at some other pictures where it's like super short or non-existent yeah Yeah. but uh i mean i just chalk that up to like this is the introduction hey he's a dog 
dogs have their tongues hanging out. This makes sense to us. Yes. And then maybe later on they're like, actually, this looks kind of dumb. Let's, <laughs> not have, let's just have it shorter or, yeah, you know, let's, let's turn it into a receipt printer. Who knows? And you know what else? Like his, his collar, I always thought was an homage to the doctor's scarf. Right. So I'm like, of course he made him and he had leftover scarf. I don't know. But now I'm finding out that none of that's true. I know, Sean. I'm not I'm sorry. Mind blown. We've just rocked your world. I kind of wish I had been aware of his screen and what what, what appeared on it. Yeah. Because I don't I remember that at all. Yeah. Man. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Okay, so Leela had some had some great lines. Basically, mm-hmm. I mean, throughout, but towards the end, she gives the doctor the idea. She's like, I know what you should do. You should blow him up. And he's like, uh, mm-hmm. no. And then she tackles one of the infected guys and tells the doctor, I've, I've found out how to get them. Uh, uh, put a knife in their neck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, effectively, that would always work, I think. Yeah, let's also recognize that uh, Clone Lila was running around inside the doctor's head with oh. a knife. I'm not sure I want anyone running around inside my head no. with a knife. Yeah, <clears throat> and she was using it. Yes. Oh, boy. I know. That's no uh, That's no good. Don't like that. I will say <laughs> another one of my favorite bits is when in the doctor's... Uh, I think it's in the doctor's. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's not in the doctor's body. This is when we're outside of the body and we um, we're in the station where all of those gross little uh, hatching chambers. Mm. That was also mm-hmm. uh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it anymore. It looked very disgusting. So good job. Um, <laughs> but uh, when the doctor and Leela separate and it's basically like Leela's like, well, if I don't make it, it's been fun. That's literally what she says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then her and K-9 make it back to the TARDIS, and the Doctor running full sprint. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Runs into the TARDIS past them, closes the mm-hmm. door, starts to take off. Leela calls out to him, and then it like reverses, and he comes back <laughs> and picks them up. And she says, you were just going to leave us there? And he doesn't say anything. (laughs) And I loved that entire moment. I thought it was very, very funny. Um, Just full sprint, slam the door, taking off. Uh Uh-oh, goes back. Good stuff. I love it. Yeah, it it is. It's it's those little things that really kind of, I don't know, spice up the story. Because it's, I mean, it, it... you could have done a just a perfectly normal, like, oh, there you are. Quick, let's go. Yes. No, it's it's just the full, like, not slapstick comedy of it, but there is the comedy element of it of, like, it's cartoonish. It's what it is. It's yeah. cartoonish. Yeah. You would see this in a cartoon. Uh, I love it. So much. I love it. Uh, you know what? I, I want to circle back to K-9 being taken over by the machine. <clears throat> sure. Or by the virus. Wouldn't the virus know that it could take over machines and wouldn't it have already done that? You know, that is a darn good point. I mean, like, now, they're, the door is closed when they just virus it <laughs> and then open well, the door. I don't know. But canine is a thinking Ah, uh, yes, that is true. You know, he is, for lack of a better term, an artificial intelligence. Yes, okay. That um, makes sense. So, that's where I'm going to delineate that line. Fair, fair enough. Um, boy, oh boy. I know. Oh, this you know what else? I, we didn't mention another gross thing. There were a lot of gross things, so good, good on them for just making me be like, that is disgusting. Um, <laughs> the um, there, We're inside the doctor's mind, and he gets to where the nucleus is. Yes. And we <laughs> the nucleus is seemingly a... Um, a black sheet with gross eyes and one mm-hmm. claw. Yes. It is gross and I hate it. <laughs> um, that's fine though. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have anything else. I mean, we like, again, guys, I, we haven't done this part in a while. I mean, we would, I would 
recommend this definitely. wholeheartedly. Yeah, definitely. This is like I, I like I talked about this when we were eating dinner. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> like it's great. I can't believe how good this is. I can't believe yeah. how great all the sets and the costumes and the effects were. Mm-hmm. Um, holy crap! You know, it was great. It's just overall amazing. And I would rec- I just recommend if you like wants if somebody's like I want to watch a classic who I've never seen one. I would show them this. Yeah, just I straight mean, up. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think I think if you want to even just. You know, if you have a friend who's like, I've yeah, I've seen some classic, but I haven't seen a lot. I'd be like, okay, you want a fun one? Yeah, come here, let's watch Invisible Enemy. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it is, it is, it is fun. Yeah, it's very like, yeah. I I don't know like where I would rank this. Not even worried about. It. There's so many out there. Yeah, but but I, that was one thing where I was like, where would I put this in top twenty of classic? Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably would. I would have to double check, but I I know there's a lot of ground to cover, but yeah, very potentially. Like I I it's something I can never do while we're recording because there's so like many episodes that yeah. I'm probably not thinking of. Yeah. Um but it could easily crack that, I think. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. All right. Totally. Do do we have anything Let's else we want to touch on? I don't on? think so. I think we should push some buttons. We should push some buttons. I've got all the machinery I need. Okay, there's a there's more than I thought. Yes, and let's and also it's use all... this oppor- go ahead. I was gonna say let's also use this opportunity to encourage people to go get our Saint Duggan shirt. Yes, go check it go out, guys. Shirt. Go check it out at the um, shop.spreadshirt.com slash notlg. Go buy a Saint Duggan shirt. Yeah. I know I will before Gally. Definitely. Ugh. So we we have a lot to cover, and I think if um, do Saints have um, people that learn under them? Because I think uh, I think Leela is uh, she is she's praying to Saint Duggan uh, nightly. <laughs> she, she is she is an apostle of Saint. There Duggan. you go. She's an apostle <laughs> of Saint um, Duggan. Yeah. No, I completely agree. She's like throwing a knife into a guy's back. There's lots of laser gun play in this story. Um, there's literally fighting and a murder inside the doctor's brain. Yes. Um, she also gives the doctor the idea to just blow it up. And then the doctor goes, that's ridiculous. And then goes, actually, that's a great idea. And then yep. we blow up an entire uh, surface of a planet. Yep. Actually, no. I'm sorry. We blow it up completely, and it almost turns into that. Was another effect we didn't mention, and I forgot to take a picture of it after the explosion. And we kind of get away. We go back to the professor. Mm-hmm. There's a shot of space where it's it. There's just like a circle in the. It almost looks like an eclipse, and there's oh, just that yeah. circle yeah. in the middle with debris around it. And I went. How is this even looks fantastic? It's just anyway, there's another thing we forgot to mention. But yes, the exploding yeah. of a planet. Um, Leela is throwing knives at people, sticking the knives into people's necks. A lot of gunplay, like you said, and an uh, mm-hmm. amazing explosion at the end. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything. I mean, that's that's the bulk of it obviously you know canine is zapping people left oh, and right i think even just... if, i'll be honest at one point it seriously looks like he zapped some dude in the crotch yes but there, i did love that there i was... don't know if that was accurate or not but it sure looked like it <laughs> i did love that there was one point where we ju- the the doctor's like canine go take care of it and he's like yes doctor and goes and and you just hear like lasers just going crazy off screen that's all you hear is just lasers. Like this is great. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go at nine and. Or I'm oops, sorry. I was. I'm gonna go eight and three quarters. Is what I'm gonna do Ooh. here. Yeah, that's that's up there. Yeah, that, I I I, th- I think that is accurate. I think. Kind of I that think. Eight and a half, eight yeah, I think. I think just for the the mere fact that Leela goes, just blow it up, and the doctor's like, that's ridiculous, and then he just is like. That's an amazing idea. I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And then I also love the misdirect where it's like, oh, he just lit the building off. Nope, he exploded the entire planet. It <laughs> is exploded. Yep. Uh, the whole thing's wow. gone. Yes, everything yeah. is gone. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Let's uh, look behind this couch. All right. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coach. <laughs> All right, Taylor, what are we what are we thinking here? I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think that most would find it all that scary. No, um, not in terms of like genuine terror. Not in terms of like our last story where we have <laughs> like some really legit gunplay um, and some some rather grotesque scenes. We do have gunplay in this. It's laser gunplay. It's lots of CSO effects. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so. Yes, there's a little bit of violence to it, you know, um, but <coughs> we have a prawn virus. <coughs> Excuse me. My throat is drying out here. Oh, no. Um, but that in and of itself, like we talked about, the prawn, especially once we get him full size, isn't very scary. No, he's just kind of gross and off-putting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there, I'd say that anything, there's more of a gross factor than than anything that's like scary. Yeah, and it's not even so much in the sense that it's like, you know, horrible and gory. There's not even no. really anything goopy. It is just a, I don't like how this looks. This is kind of creepy. I'd say the only thing that looked kind of goopy was the uh, hatching chamber. Yes. That looked a well, little yes, gross and goopy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's about it. Yeah. This is not one that I think would put your kids behind the couch. They'd either be on the couch or maybe even on the floor. There you go. <laughs> They'd be somewhere over there. All yep. right. Well, uh, Taylor, I think we had, funny enough, as soon as I rolled credits on The Invisible Enemy, you messaged me about uh, next time. Yeah, that's right. Um, we, uh, I thought, I was trying to figure out, I was like, oh, God, I need to pick the next one, and I had almost forgotten to. <clears throat> and then I was doing some math and realized there's a reason i'm an english major because i thought we actually had done all of the fifth doctor we haven't there's one story of his left yes that we have not done so we are about to put to bed the fifth doctor via the awakening uh yes. starring peter davidson as the doctor tegan's in it this is in it uh i think this is pre-adric uh, oh no, no, i don't no no it's post Sorry, post Adric. Yeah, it's Tegan and, and Turlo. Tegan and Turlo, so this is left at this point. See, I don't have TARDIS Data Core open in front of me. Somebody wrote it, somebody directed it, lots of people <laughs> acted in it, and somebody probably made some music for it. There you go. Peter Howell did the music. Thank you. And it was produced by John Nathan Turner. Of course, because it's nineteen eighties Doctor Who. Yes. So there we go. We're gonna we're gonna check another doctor off the list here. And we're going to, uh, yeah. And we're, we're going to yes. have, I think, depending. So let's see. Our next episode will be, let's just do some math here, October 9th. And then the following will be the 23rd. Yep. And then um, I'm just trying to map it out here, folks, because I'll just, uh, we'll just do a little teaser. Down the line, we're going to try, you know, when BBC gives us a date, and tells us when Doctor Who the 60th is coming out. The episode before that is going to be a Celestial Toymaker. I'll just let everyone know yeah. that right now. <laughs> um, we understand that three episodes are missing. We're going to figure it out. Slash, yeah. I already Googled it and know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, John came up with a game plan. Yeah, as soon as I was yeah. like, we should do that. And then I went, let me see what's going on on the World Wide Web. And I figured it out. Um, do people even call it the World Wide Web anymore? I mean, maybe if you're like 85, 90 years wow. old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And then if you're like my age, you still jokingly call it the interwebs. And, yes. You know, I can has cheeseburger. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I can has cheeseburger. Oh, and you can have these sweet, sweet plugs. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter 
at BestBuddha71. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Please rate and review us as well. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud.com slash TheNOTLG, which is technically our website for right now. I'll get it taken care of. I just need to make... I just need to pick up the red phone. <laughs> and call Commissioner and make, Gordon. Call Commissioner Gordon. Uh, call <clears throat> Commissioner DiNardo. Com- commissioner. Uh, and then <laughs> hopefully he can figure that out. Uh, anywho. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Go check it out, guys. Go get our, our St. Duggan, uh, the patron saint of Podcastica shirt. It's also on literally every other piece of merchandise that I was able to put it on. Um it is an amazing shirt design. So fantastic. Go check it out. Uh, and then patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G to keep, uh, well, to keep uh, SoundCloud up because, as previously <laughs> stated, N-O-T-L-G.com is uh, not working. But we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together, folks. Maybe, maybe in time for the awakening, we will have an awakening of the website. <laughs> yes, uh, I hope so. I just got to, like I said... Yeah. Make that make that call. Make that sweet, sweet call. Anyway, join us again in two weeks when we, uh, I mean, not really bid, bid adieu to the fifth doctor, because I'm sure oh, no. we'll see him down the line at some point. <laughs> but uh, next time, we will be reviewing The Awakening, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. There you go. A wispy mustache. They could have all had uh, they could have all had Raleigh Fingers mustaches.